This is Film Prejudice with your hosts, Jason and Seth. I think they kind of prejudice, prejudice, prejudice. Are you prejudice? Hello and welcome to Film Prejudice. Oh, there we go. Great. Thanks. You've been saving that, right? Good job. Uh, hello and welcome to Film Prejudice, your go-to podcast for harshly judgmental commentary on unreleased cinema. I'm your host, Zach. Sitting to my right is everybody's favorite Doesn't co-host, how Jason. side I am? Nope. Just being descriptive, I'm trying to paint a picture here. Let's describe the room we're in. Uh, on the other side of me is our guest for this episode, Gerard. Hey, uh, good to be here. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> right now. I've been, uh, I've been kind of sick lately, uh, so I'm going to probably like sniff a lot, cough a little bit, occasionally like just make... You just shot the new regular bit in the head. What? What's ailing Jason? Oh. <laughs> Remember we did it last time. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's he's supposed to guess. <laughs> so it was... <laughs> so it Sorry. Was, I forget what it was last time. It was you thought you were having a stroke. Silent migraine. Oh, yeah. Then the silent <laughs> migraine. No, that was the first but one also. Yeah. Last time. Last time. I don't know. It was I something. I tried to forget about that one. Now it's the sniffles. Well, he, yeah, he gave the it symptoms. It is. It is. We can guess. Um, I, I was feeling really rough yesterday, and then I had to go into work, and I felt awful at work all night, where I kept referring to the podcast as this goddamn podcast I should report <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't know this was an explicit podcast, guys. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mainly because Jason can't not be explicit. That's not true. That's pretty, okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to, like, <laughs> offend. No, no, no. And like I said, if at any point you feel uncomfortable or like this is not a safe environment for you, you can just... I know the safe word. Bow out. <laughs> what is the safe word for the guest? Creature. Nope, that's likely to come up. <laughs> Movie. That would be great. Yeah, yeah no. <clears throat> Planned obsolescence. Yeah, you tied it right in. Good oh, job. Yeah? Oh. Well, in the future that might work. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Gerard, why don't you, uh, I don't know, tell our listener a little bit about yourself. Walk them through your average day. My average day. Uh, wake up, cup of coffee, go to work, um, and then either hang out or do something music-related. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, not a lot of film-based podcasts, but a lot of um, either uh, soccer or political pod or music podcast soccer so, podcast yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 an it's a niche a niche pos- podcasting group but at least in the states is that like pro soccer international uh both anti-soccer okay. Anti- <laughs> yeah <laughs> just the whole the whole spectrum the All whole right. spectrum yeah you don't have different. children do you no okay <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I do not have children. Um, nope. Like me, mm-hmm. no. Uh, what was your relationship like with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you don't have to answer It's that fine. It's grand. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> I see where that's going. It's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, is, it is fine. It is nothing like, I think, the relationship that, the, that was demonstrated in the movies. You don't think they ever <laughs> wanted to try to kill you? <laughs> No, uh, I've been repeatedly told I was pretty easy. Um, 
Uh, my sister was a difficult one. I have a younger sister. She's the she's she was maybe more closer to the to the um, protagonist early of the film. I don't have any sisters. Three brothers, and they were all the difficult ones. Angel. Yeah, you have some kids though. I do. Yeah, yeah. two of them. Mm-hmm. And in the last podcast, you said that you never thought about murdering. That's, that do you is think also the movie true. changed your perspective on that at all? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get a confession yeah. out of me. <laughs> what would it take to flip your, uh, I don't know, whatever that. That switch? Yeah, that switch. Well, we just have to get some static on the TV, right, yeah. apparently. Apparently. Yeah. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> when you worry about a segue. And now more chill. Uh, so yeah, you ready to start talking about mom and dad then? I'm ready. I'm ready if you are. So there is a mass hysteria that's taken over, unknown origins that's somehow triggered by a, a signal through the television or through, I mean, not always a television though, because it happened in the uh, ER with like a... Yeah, there's a phone and some other like, hospital equipment. Um, that but anyway, for the it. most part, it's triggered by some sort of static coming through the television and it makes parents want to kill their children that specifically their their children children, yes not other people's children but their own kids um let's start with nicholas cage we talked a lot uh in the previous episode we had a lot of expectations about nicholas cage mainly based on the trailer like he was going full tilt in the in the trailer i um i was surprised that he wasn't more nuts actually in my i agree i thought that he was surprisingly not as like over the top as i expected him to yeah a lot of it seemed a little bit restrained and uh, i don't know it was fine i think it was a good performance from him actually maybe partially because he didn't go too nuts i mean there are a couple exceptions (laughs) yeah yeah but uh yeah um it was interesting to me at least that one of Nick Cage's biggest freakout moments happens before, in a flashback, that happens before this mass hysteria supposedly takes place. Yeah. When he's destroying the pool table in the basement. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Singing the hokey pokey. This is before <laughs> yeah. he lost his mind. Yeah. That was that was featured in the trailer. Um, and that was one of the main reasons I think I gave it the score that I did. I don't know. I, it it surprised me that it was in the context that it was in in the film. Yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely surprised. Um, but uh, I guess in, in general, this is a it's a movie about a American suburban middle class family of four and how much having children ruins your life. Yeah. Can I ask a question about Nicolas Cage? How much Nicolas Cage would you say the two of you have consumed prior to this film? Now, I haven't seen all of his recent work. He's been dropping a lot of movies. Yeah, he does a lot of like straight to TV stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't watched any. But like I would say his earlier stuff and then through his like big Hollywood phase, I've seen most of that. And um, notably Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. is probably him at his most nuts, I think. Um, I think that it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm I just to give some context. I'm coming at this from seeing adaptation, National Treasure, and then a YouTube collection of Nicolas Cage freakouts. You've That's, never seen any other Nick Cage n- movies? No. no. 
Okay. Yeah. You should, I, really? You should watch Raising Arizona at least, right? That's a legitimately good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there, uh, there are plenty of a... come on. There are plenty of legitimately good <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Nick Cage. I'm not gonna talk shit about. Well, eh. Um, I don't know. I can yeah. give you a list later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not denying it. But I just. I. I know that there is this. There's this. I don't know what the right word is. Culture, but there's this or this. I don't know. Idea of kind of what to expect, at least nowadays, from an, a Nick Cage film. Um, and yes, he has yeah. a, a a group of. It's almost like he has his own cult following. Yeah, it's kind of a whole ironic, yeah-based kind of Nick right. Cage lovers. Um, but they kind of hate him too. At the same, like, or they, or, or well, I don't know. I mean, there are certainly times where he takes it too far. Right. Um, but I, I appreciate and and actually respect how much he's willing to to give into a role and like how far he's willing to push it. It's interesting because I think that because he does that, he's getting into these movies and and working with directors that like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Do that. (laughs) Right. They they, they absolutely encourage that behavior. Um, Yeah. So it's becoming this strange thing. Like they really should be doing that of other actors. Right. That hokey pokey scene really felt like, like it, it, when it sort of came it was like oh this is the like this is the nick cage moment and then there's there was that other like little thing where he was having that that flashback with the sun another flashback scene he just does a little like that little tongue tongue i loved that flashback where (laughs) they're sitting on the curb and he's eating his popsicle and he's talking about like his younger days of you know when he was like what do you say i told his son like you fucked up son and he starts sharing a story about when he fucked up with the same car before we move on from this scene did you see the the moment when he licks the beer can? Oh, did you miss that? I must have missed the the licking of the beer can. It's, oh, it's it, so it's, bizarre. It's a split second. <laughs> um he he doesn't even take a sip. He says a line to his son and then almost acts as if he's going to take a sip, but then just goes blah, 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 and like <laughs> licks the rim of the beer can oh, like yeah. with a Nick Cage lizard tongue. Um, it's the weirdest. Thing I think there were some. There were definitely some sexual implications there when you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the character's obsessed with sex. Yeah. Right. The opening credits, you get that immediate, like that. Uh, after let's see, the movie starts with like a, a woman stopping her car on some train tracks and leaving it there to get hit with her kid inside of it. Yeah. And then immediately after that, we have opening credits, and it's Nick Cage in a split screen with him as his younger self in the car with like some topless girl. And that's like, this is that character. That's the introduction you get to him. Right. Um, and even without this um, epidemic, mysterious epidemic that's causing people to want to kill their kids, Nick Cage's character is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's yeah. like, he does weird shit throughout. And, and also, uh, I mean, he, he's, I mean, the, all of these characters are pretty much stereotypes. Wouldn't you agree? Of what, like the yeah. ideal, yeah. or what not the ideal, but like what the um, that like the stereotypical like American dream, but sort of like of the failed yeah. attempts at it, right? right. Yeah, um, it's kind of like these like these uh, parents uh, being disillusioned, becoming disillusioned, um, and ultimately like you know their their kids have killed like their hopes and dreams, and now they attempt to kill their kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot, a, a lot of tropes and and cliches there. Um, 
Yeah, just regarding suburban life. Selma Blair? Selma Blair, I thought Selma Blair was fantastic. In some parts, I, I thought that she was even better than Nick Cage when she was getting a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of those, like, you know, mugging looks that she gave that were yeah. a little much, but but overall, like the scene where she uh, bit open the package of gauze, that was pretty great. Um, I thought that uh, Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair's chemistry, especially later in the movie, was was really great. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then there's a wonderful cameo from Lance Hendrickson showing up yeah. as grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Came way too late. Or not way too late, but I, I remember way early in the movie, I was like, oh man, grandparents definitely need to show up at some point. <laughs> like, like, And not just theirs. Like, I was waiting for a whole horde of grandparents to show up, and yeah. at least we got two. Um, the, the kids, uh, not as great of acting jobs coming from them. They bothered me a little bit here and there. Whose uh, side do you think you're supposed to take in this movie? <laughs> because I found myself like, <clears throat> like, oh, these kids suck. Maybe they do deserve to die. Not die. <laughs> not really die, but like they well, were <laughs> certainly hard to get behind as like the uh, protagonist. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I, I found that for all characters. Um, I actually think it's really interesting that they made characters out of nick cage um like or the mom and dad because um they what they build this idea that you know the children have ruined their lives or, or you know their dreams of their american dream but then it's not it's not that um that internal sense of failure that turns them it's this sort of like other static mm-hmm. thing that 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 switches them um and so it's it's interesting that you, that you get you get drawn into that pain, but then something just kind of com- completely unrelated and different is what actually flips them um, to um, being violent against their kids. Um, well, I don't I don't know that who, there is, are any really likable characters in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're asking between the kids and the parents, like whose side should the audience choose? I think it's obvious that the audience is supposed to be on the side of the parents because the movie's rated R. So kids can't see it, right? <laughs> can't see it. Oh, that's... Um, <laughs> because that uh, I was works. finding myself wondering, like, throughout the movie, like, would kids have a different take on what's going on than parents watching it? Yeah. You know, like, do they would they side more with the kids and think, oh, these parents are awful, and vice versa, do the right. parents watch this thing? Oh, my God, these kids are little brats, and of course they're, you know, they're going to get what's coming to them. Yeah. Th- that's interesting, because I, I, I definitely I definitely sided with the kids, actually. I did not side with the parents, because, I, yeah, I, I took that logic, being like, oh, well, these these parents just raised two shitty kids, and this is sort of their car. Oh, so they're not to blame for their own actions, because <laughs> <laughs> it's their parents' fault. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I might agree with you with the young boy, but that girl right. is old enough to know better. And <laughs> right. look at the company she keeps. That right. that girl, that friend yeah. of hers, uh, Riley, right. she sucked. Well, it's, yeah, and it's, but it's, I mean, it's not just the parents. It is that, it is that sort of whole community. That whole community is, you know, at least the view that we get of it, a shitty community um, that they're a part of. And yeah, when a shitty community, you know, kind of raises children, they're going to be shitty kids yeah so maybe there's like this bigger like commentary on just that sort of like suburban middle class lifestyle i don't know but there i feel like there were a lot of kind of half realized ideas or things that would come up and then sort of like are abandoned um there are definitely more than a couple like racist undertones yeah oh for sure um yeah i think that nick cage's character is definitely racist 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just the the way he treats the know. boyfriend for one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. And also uh, the help. Yeah, the maid for sure is. I love when she says like call she's left under- the uh, the the dinner in the fridge, and he under his breath goes "fuck you." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't yeah. really catch that. Yeah. I knew that he. Wh- I remember him whispering something, but I didn't catch what it was. Yeah. It was right after that. Like the there were a few like really like um um I guess you know kind of like foreshadowing moments that because that happened right after the whole uh, him grabbing his kid, throwing him on the couch, and the like the tickle fight. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little terrifying. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a few issues with the the cinematography, or I guess maybe even more so the editing. I mean, it was pretty like oh, frenetic. Right. Oftentimes, I thought that the the camera was way too close on the action, and then along with how quick the the cuts were happening, it was chaotic and confusing. And I wish that he would have like slowed down maybe a little bit and pulled back some to kind of give you a better sense of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I felt exactly the same way. Um, the editing kind of drove me nuts, especially with that first, like right off the bat, there's that cut from the the van that stops on the railroad tracks, and then it's just black and the credits are rolling. Um, really jarring. And the black, when they do those wipes and stuff, it just lasts way too long. Yeah. Uh, see, I think that, that that, though, is is not the stuff that was bothering me as much. Though. Okay. Um, mine really came down to more of like, uh, I thought the action sequences were oftentimes hard to tell. It was hard to tell what was going on. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just American action sequences. Right. That's just kind of, I guess the way it is right now. Yeah, they film it it terribly. It's like the Michael Bay way of making, of shooting action. Yeah. Quick edits. Everything's real close. It's kind of a fucking blur of. It's a lot easier to film it that way. Um, rather than doing a, a wide shot and actually having to choreograph all the stuff and just kind of close up on an arm and then cut right before the hit happens. Sound effect, you're good. Yeah. I mean, this, is, this is part of the reason why I don't like action movies. <laughs> Modern action movies. Yeah. And, I mean, and American specific. Yeah. I mean, like, and I don't watch a lot of these films, but the point of that is to unsettle you, right? I mean, it's it's intentionally done. And especially, yeah. actually, I didn't I didn't realize the until we talked about it just now that the static in the film was the was like the trigger. I didn't realize that that was supposedly what was sort of triggering everyone to. But now that we mentioned it here, and so I guess I don't know. They're trying to break that fourth wall a little bit, and you as the viewer are trying to. But there's still know, no explanation for what's <laughs> really causing or what's going on right. at all. And I guess it doesn't really matter. Shifting gears a little bit, the um, song choices were interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like opening credits, you get like Dusty Springfield. Um, and then later, we have a couple of Reagan youth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also noticed they they credited Nick Cage singing the Hokey Pokey at the end. Like if you actually, <laughs> if you actually, if you actually watch the yeah. credits of it, it gave him, a, it gave him that credit. Performed by. So. Uh, Roxette's use of It Must Have Been Love in the delivery room. I, I I enjoyed. However, I uh, it's, that wasn't the the only time in the movie where I thought um, the director didn't take things or didn't let things go as far as they could have. Like um, you already talked about Nick Cage feeling a little restrained. Yeah, I feel the same way about um, uh, Brian Taylor's directing at times. Why do you decide now to hold back? Like, why did he? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, uh, hold back on what specifically? Um. Okay. There's the the scene where the parents come to the school and they all want their kids, right? right. And they finally one of the kids breaks be, past the line and goes over the fence. Yeah. And you just get to see the his mother like 
bring a key up and like motion to stab, but there's nothing like you don't get mm-hmm. to see. I think, that. well, I think she brought it up and there's a little fleck of blood. You yeah. Can see. Um, but yeah, you don't get to see the punch. Um, and then with the, uh, the delivery room. Oh, that pers- was, yeah, that, that was like the big missed opportunity for, for me and the, right. You like, know, you, you have this delivery room, there are all these babies and you just have like the new parents, looking through the window just glowering but that's it right that's right all that why was there not, like I yeah just... I'm like if you're if you're advertising this movie as mm. nicholas cage going bonkers like this is the craziest thing you've ever seen you got to have people in there like throwing babies around. exactly <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying it's yeah. like it's like yeah you gotta have a bloodbath too many times there. he was holding back and not like letting things go as crazy as i think they should have yeah. at times and I wonder about that because when we were looking at it uh, on the last episode, the runtime was on IMDb as oh, over yeah. two hours. I was going to bring that up. And I'm wondering if a lot of that stuff was in there and got cut out just because at the last minute, maybe there oh, was a decision they, to they, soften they, it they up. They edited it. They, they trimmed it down. Maybe. After like... God, can you imagine this movie half an hour longer, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just baby parts going everywhere. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, with that. but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's that. There's also the uh, the maid kills her daughter, and you don't see that. You don't see anything about it. I you that, see yeah. Selma Blair open a trash right. can, and presumably there's a body in there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Why do you think that he was using such restraint? It's not like he was trying to go for anything necessarily safer or for a uh, a lower rating. I I mean, there's a big difference between a movie where you, you know, you have some off-screen violence and a movie with like rampant infanticide. (laughs) Yeah. You know, somebody might have whispered in his ear like, hey, it might be a little too much. Rain it in. And he just did it at the last minute. It also felt like a lot of this stuff felt kind of half finished to me. Yeah, right. So you're saying I might get a really cool director's cut? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping for. Was there anything else you wanted to hit on? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the title sequence seemed out of place to me. It had this... You, Gerard, mentioned that it had kind of a 1970s feel. Right. Um, and And it almost... It was like they were kind of trying to go with almost a home movie treatment, but all the scenes that were in it were, you know, they were the same age. They weren't, it didn't look like old things happening or old photos even. No. It was just kind of plopped together. It was kind of like a one hit, maybe nostalgia, because then it, 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 what, it shares that scene with Nick Cage as a boy. Or as a as a as a teen, kind of in that car. So maybe it's kind of just like it 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 partners with that, and that's it. Actually, that um that flashback of Nick Cage driving around in the car with the as a teenager, the topless girl in his face. I thought it was interesting that that's his flashback. That's his like you know memory of a better time. (laughs) And then Selma Blair's flashback is to her kind of pathetically pleading to get a shitty job back with a sexual harassing asshole. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? <laughs> Patriarchy in action. Yep. You brought this up while we were watching it. Um, during the birthing scene in the hospital, there, for some reason, um, the boyfriend of the woman having the baby has a camera in there. And like, there was kind of a big deal made about it. And then they're passing it around and it has a fisheye lens. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a what? music video in the right. delivery room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't know what was going on with that. Right. Um, yeah. It was weird. That uh, they kept referring to as Dan the Man at least twice, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> I, I didn't really know. I missed that. Do high schoolers vape? That's my question. Yes. Is that scene where they were vaping in the bathroom? What times? I mean, there's definitely some more I could like keep rambling about. Let's I'm just, just gonna like well, let's just hit some nitpicky stuff really fast. Yeah. Well, I'm like, uh, I'm curious. Maybe like if if you were to make this film, what would you have changed or done? Well, or, that's that's not a nitpick. That's, that's not. Yeah. Not a nitpick. All right. There's so much Whole, entirely an entirely different segment. Uh, that oh, baby would have died. <laughs> For starters. All right. Yeah. Pick one yeah. thing. Um, oh, that I mean. More gore. Yeah, it wasn't really gory. No, not at all. It was disappointing. And I'd get rid of the Asian maid. That whole thing was just, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. You can't. uh, She's in. Did she need to be there? No. I mean. Other than. We already know the dad's kind of a. Just gives us an extra death, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. She didn't need to be. Racist. (laughs) Running through. Yeah. A little bit. And classism. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, but the, then again, but that's is that what this movie is about? Even and like, like maybe that's also one of the the problems that I had with it is that it, I, I'm not entirely sure this movie knows what it was about. Right? Yeah. yeah, it it sets up all these all these themes, but then the thing that like triggers them into action is entirely un- unrelated to any of them. Right? But yeah, there is. A, yeah, so. and then it kind of the ending makes it seem like well, oh, this is just like a. Like uh, about family, you know, we right. love each other, but we also want to kill each other. Yeah. Especially yeah. when there's static making us want to kill each other. Except then you also have the, you know, the girl's boyfriend who had an abusive father. So And then gets abused by everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so they, you know, the they didn't cheek. have a good family relationship, you know. Well, it wasn't about his family. <laughs> right. It was about the white middle class. Yes, exactly. Family. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was interesting, like in the end, what did you think of the ending? I mean, that was basically saying like, uh, you know, kids win, the parents are stuck in these shitty lives with, um, their shitty kids. I don't, I don't know if it's that I, the only reason that I could see for ending it there and ending it in it, it ends in an abrupt manner, Mm -hmm. um, would be to show, uh, you know, the parents change really rapidly. And then at the end, when they're in the basement with the kids, they're having this kind of back and forth and the kids are saying lines that the parents used to say to the kids. So it's it's sort of showing that the kids have changed as well, like into parents and then it cuts off. And I think that right. that's what they were going for was just to show that that transformation had been made. Yeah. It's some pretty bottom like, shelf, like poetry, like the parents, yeah. are, the parents are tied up, you know, yeah. bound by their kids. Um, and then the kids are growing up. So that's, <laughs> you're trying to make it a coming of age tale yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work yeah especially uh, not for the kids who died oh yeah um do you remember what we gave it yeah well i remember what i gave it oh, and i on. was pretty uh excited about the possibilities of this movie well according to my notebook i gave it a seven out of ten um what did you give it even i gave it a nine yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like I would need to modify my number <laughs> down to down to like a five. I was expecting, well, clearly way more. I, I I thought that it would like with Nick Cage and what they were trying to sell the movie as. I, I expected it to be more over the top and yeah, agreed. So with it being like a little too restrained for me, 
and so many like half realized ideas and things thrown out there that they didn't really follow through on. I'm dropping it down to a six as well. It's not a six as well because I gave it a five. Oh, I thought you said six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, you say I thought, five, I say six. <laughs> I thought the lead performances were good. I didn't think that the direction and production of the film were anywhere near as good as the performances. I don't know. I was I was disappointed. Just the, the story and structure of the film. Gerard, if you yeah. had to give this film a score from zero to ten, yeah. where do you think you would land? Uh I'd probably go four. Um as I mean, as someone who tends to focus way more on the like on the writing and the narrative, um, just because that's my kind of own personal background, and who um, I don't know, it, yeah, just isn't super into. I mean, I I, I guess I I enjoy zombie type films, and I would kind of almost classify this as like a zombie type film, even though they're not zombies. It's it's a similar idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it just it, it fell it fell yeah it fell short. Let's get prejudiced. You've seen what's happening out there. We're coming up behind! In Maze Runner, The Death Cure, young hero Thomas embarks on a mission to find a cure for a deadly disease known as the Flare. And that is the most that I know about this movie, this series. Um, I don't know who Thomas is. I didn't watch the trailer. Uh, I've never seen any of the previous movies. I think this is the third installment, third and final. Didn't we already watch this? It was called Divergent Allegiant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like that trying was trying to get outside of a wall and then they do. And I don't know. I know I don't care. I'm just now finding out about Wes Ball, who is the director of the Maze Runner series. Yeah, this is well, all he's ever made. Yeah, well, he made the other Maze Runner. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. He's yeah. exclusively that's, made that's Maze it. Runner movies. The, How do you get that fucking job without ever having made another feature film? You wrote a hell of a cover letter. <laughs> hey, my kids read the book. They liked it a lot. I think I should direct it. Um, fun fact, the, uh, the lead, Dylan O'Brien who is in the Maze Runner movies, got run over by a car during this one, which is uh, why production was delayed for a long time. He was pretty seriously injured. Not such a fun fact after all. No. <laughs> the, the tagline for Maze Runner, the death cure is, every maze has an end. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think there's a maze in this one. I think it ended in the last movie. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm sure that there are lots of kids out there who are really excited to see it. Um, however, hopefully they have the patience to sit through two hours, 22 minutes of it. No shit. <laughs> That's, um, I yeah. think it will be less than amazing and I give it a one. <laughs> number. You don't have to, it's clearly a one. <laughs> yeah. To me, it looks like just another movie based on a YA series. Um, three out of 10. I'm sorry that kid got run over for me to give his movie a three out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. Gerard, Me? what do you think? Um, unsurprisingly, yeah, uh, 
I don't watch a lot of movies. I have not seen. I have not seen any of these films. I have not read the books, uh, and I probably won't be going to see this one either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll give it. Uh, I'll sit right in the middle. I'll give it a two. Two. Okay. Huh. Oh, in the middle of us. Yeah. In the, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Finish that. You guys are both wrong. Mrs. Winchester. Why all in construction? The spirit killed by the rifle. We lock them away. Thirteen nails seals them in. I will do whatever it takes to protect my family. Eccentric firearm heiress believes she is haunted by the souls of people killed by the Winchester repeating rifle. This is a biography fantasy horror. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this, is, this is coming off of IMDb. Yeah, biography might. That's the might first, that's that the first one. I mean, it's the Winchester's a real it's biographical, thing. but yeah. Yeah, uh, Helen Mirren is the uh, the lead. I didn't really look around to see who else is in it. Did you? Uh, nobody else of like note really. Um, directors made a couple of other like horror films that were eh, like Dare- Daybreakers and yeah. It's it's actually two guys, right? It's a yeah, it's a team. German I think brothers. they're like they might be brothers. They did Jigsaw, which I did not see. I didn't see it either. I don't really care for the Saw movies. Um, have you seen them all? No, I just saw the first one. Well, then how do you know? Are you being a little bit prejudiced? <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything about this house? Have you seen it? No. Before? Uh, yeah, I've seen some stuff about it where it's so this actually happened. Um, this woman who was married to the Mr. Winchester, uh, famous for guns. Um, after he passed away, she was worried that ghosts were haunting the house um because of all the people who had been killed by these guns so in order to confuse the ghosts um or give them something to do she started having contractors build staircases that go up to the ceiling for no reason doors that open out of the second story um just bizarre bizarre stuff um she left behind a bunch of money to make sure that the house kept expanding after she died um so that's that's that. That's what this is about. Now they've made a movie about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, just knowing that about the the bizarre architecture of the house, I think it could be fun. Like a little bit of a fun house atmosphere with some jump scares going on. Yeah, the house seems like the most intriguing character yeah. in the film. I enjoy a good haunted house movie. Uh, and was it last episode? Did we decide that uh, Helen Mirren, we'd keep her alive over Donald Sutherland? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who would you kill? Not now. Not. <laughs> but like, not kill, but like, who would you prefer to have never existed? Helen Mirren or Donald Sutherland? Um, Keep in mind, if you take Donald away, also take away Keith. I, I, I'd probably kill Donald. <laughs> All right. Huh. I like Helen Mirren too. Yeah, it's the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. But I'm still not totally sure about this movie. <laughs> I give it a six. I'm a little more optimistic. I don't know. I think it'll be fun. I gave it a seven, but... Part of that is also this backdrop of terrible movies that we are looking at. Yeah, there are just a few too many corny lines in the trailer for me, so I gave it a two. Whoa. Yeah. I, it just, I, yeah. I mean, dialogue's really important to me. And like, huh. you did know, you not hear what the tagline was? I heard the tagline. Terror is building. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still giving it a two. <laughs> Do you like horror movies? I not in not the jump scare type horror movies. Yeah. I tend to like more psychological um 
I don't know if it's like smart is the right word, but things are are a little bit more thought out than just sort of jump scares. You I mean, like, like you I like horror movies yeah. that are written well. Yeah, maybe too. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe too little low. I, I I just feel that like yeah, just the premise seemed really cool when they were when they were kind of introducing the idea in the trailer, but then like the more that they characters were talking <laughs> i was like ah i'm just saying really dumb stuff yeah but people say really dumb stuff all the time yeah that's true <sighs> looked at me right after he said that bring it home i'm relying on you a lot this know. episode because i i did so little yeah. prep I don't know. Uh, you watched Crimson Peak, right? Yeah, yeah. I liked it. It was god awful. No, it was, this it was, actually looks it was like good. A, this looks like a good period yeah, horror I'm, compared I'm, to I that. I think that we both enjoyed Crimson Peak a lot. You just didn't realize it. I give it a yeah, but you meant to say eight. <laughs> I did not. You're yeah, incorrect. You were like one more than a seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number I give it. Numbers, Draven. A logger defends his family from a group of dangerous drug runners. This is Braven. Uh, I mean, this looks like a, uh, a pretty straightforward action movie that I've seen hundreds of times already, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and seemingly one that could be solved without conflict. Um, so based you want your on drugs the, back? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. You want no, they're still going to have to kill him because they know about the drugs. Have you seen these movies? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but he has to protect what's his. Yeah. So yeah, based on the trailer, from what I can tell, uh, it looks like these drug dealers stow drugs in a cabin they assume is abandoned. Turns out, surprise, it's not. And some guy finds the drugs. Maybe his name is Braven. I don't know. Um, his name is Braven. Okay. Well, yes. Jason Momoa's character's name is Joe Braven. Yeah. Uh, so they want their drugs back and he won't let them have the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know like why it has to come to this conflict, but... yeah. Here. It does, okay. Just here, have your it. drugs. Yeah, I the my notes are basically is like this. Yeah, seem kind of dumb, hyper masculine, and not the movie for 2018. Like not the movie that. Hmm. I think that it looks all right. Uh, I mean, it could be all right. I'm, I'm into. I used to be into like. I mean, fuck, you guys are looking at me like I'm an asshole right <laughs> now. But let me tell you this. Okay, the guy who wrote this movie, Michael Nylon, uh, this is his first writing gig. But he's been a producer. He's produced seven or eight movies now. This is the first movie he's produced not starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, yeah, I did notice in the trailer, it looks at one point like there is a flaming hatchet thrown, which I kind of thought, uh, you know, I had mom and dad on the brain. I was kind of like, oh, maybe this goes a little crazy. I don't think it does. So. Mom and dad could use more flaming hatchets. True. That is true. I mean, I don't know that it's going to get all crazy um and the the director like so you mentioned the writer the director is i don't know how to pronounce this lynn oding or aiding it's o-e-d-i-n-g um he was a stunt man this is his first movie <laughs> yeah he, he's done a lot of stunts <laughs> yeah. for like 120 something movies so if you want to see a movie with great stunts braven's <laughs> probably your go-to 
Um, this, I'd like to, uh, what I'd like to introduce our new segment called Sep's Take. Good friend of mine, you know him, his name's Sep. I'm going to start asking him what he thinks about a movie. <laughs> this is Sep's Take <laughs> on Braven. It looks dope. That's the kind of father I'm going to be. <laughs> it looks entertaining, but maybe not the best movie. I, wow. Maybe he should replace both of us. He's really good at this. <laughs> I'm going to partially agree with Sep and give it a six. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it looks story-wise really formulaic and unnecessary. Uh, I gave it a two out of ten. Okay, I feel a little bit better. I give it a three. Oh. Yeah, I feel like I really overdid it on the, la- <laughs> on the last <laughs> one, so pulling back, but I wrote down three, so sticking with it. If it has that older, like, action feel to it, I think I'm going to be into it. But if it does the whole, like, modern action thing that we were bitching about earlier... Hmm. Yeah, it's going to do that. There, there are arms that don't do that. I don't know. I mean, maybe old Lynn is going to change the game of modern American <laughs> cinema, but I, I don't know if... <laughs> <laughs> Habla una amiga de Orlando. Yo soy... Sí, sí sé quién es. Lo que pasa es que Orlando se empezó a sentir pésimo. ¿Son pareja? Sí, somos pareja. Marina, a waitress who moonlights as a nightclub singer, is bowled over by the death of her older boyfriend in A Fantastic Woman. Way more 2018 than Braven. Yeah. <laughs> I seems... mean, this this looks like the best movie we've come across on this podcast in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought you were going to say ever. No, no. <laughs> and then I, I don't remember think it Zootopia. Like the best movie and ever. I was like, no, but... I'm sure there are some elements of the, or maybe, like, I mean, it's very much, an, in, it's, it comes off as like an indie film or, or kind of an eccentric film. And I'm sure there'll be some, um, you know, some eye rolls that go along with it, but it, it seems like it's, yeah, you know, a well put together film. Yeah. I'm, I actually want to see this one yeah. as, as the other four. I don't care if I never see mm-hmm. the cinematography in the trailer looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the direction looks really interesting, like the sets and whatnot. And just some of the, uh, the scenes. Yeah. The shots. Uh, definitely. That ending shot where the, the woman is just kind of leaning at a severe angle into the wind in doing things in slow motion yeah there's i don't i mean definitely some kind of like what fantastical realism about it almost yeah anything i think it's cool it's i mean it's in a foreign language don't see a lot of foreign language films it is in a foreign language uh portuguese that sounds right i think it's from chile the director is chilean sebastian sebastian lelio and lelio was his name (laughs) um he is not a dog, however. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know that I've seen any of his other movies, but I like the... At least I, I, I think I'm going to dig his style. Yeah, it is really the the only movie that is on the list this week that has style. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's remarkable anyway. Yeah, colorful. It's but, probably also the only movie on this list that's nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, well, there you go. It's a, a nominee for Best Foreign Language Film. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the, yeah, that was one, in the trailer, the one of the things they flashed up right away was, hey, it, like, 
like selection at these you know top film festivals so lots of other people beforehand have seen it and thought it was good yeah it is rated r which is promising (laughs) you know when you read so much about what it's rated r for oh what is it rated r for i mean it starts out strong (laughs) (laughs) language sexual content nudity and a disturbing assault oh well this is not the fun R we were hoping for. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going more for, you know, if you have an indie movie and it looks like it might be quirky, having it be an R might show you that maybe there's right. a hard edge to this. But I don't know if I want the edge to be that kind of edge. Right, yeah. But who knows? I mean, more than the what, other, yeah. any of the other movies we talked about so far, it seems like it's about something. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's not just about, it's not, it's, a, <laughs> it's not about getting my adrenaline going. It's about, yeah, enjoying a, yeah, a, a, a narrative character's development, those words. <laughs> um, so I actually want to see a fantastic woman and uh, I think it looked pretty good. So I'm going to give it an eight. Being cautiously optimistic, I'm giving it a seven. I think it'll be. I think it'll, it'll be good. Um, but just yeah, being a little cautious, maybe some eye rolling in it. But what's a ten for you? Oh man. Uh, I mean, like a a perfect film. I guess. I mean, isn't yeah, that the idea? but I mean, but give me a ten. For, for me and for my taste and what I really like in a film, I thought Lost in Translation would be a ten. Lost in Translation is a ten. Okay. <laughs> I was. I thought I was going to tell you no. <laughs> God damn it! I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What's your favorite Ben Stiller oh, movie? Favorite? Um, it's been a while since I've seen one. Um, off the cuff, without tra- yeah, trying to take less time than it took me to answer that other one. Maybe meet the parents. Maybe trick question. There are no. Oh. There's not <laughs> Damn it! It's not over yet. After sifting through the sludge to find a nugget that's actually worth something, uh, we're going to roll that old film prejudice die to see randomly which one of these movies we have to go watch in the theater and review on our next episode. So without further ado, roll that film prejudice die. Winchester. Winchester. Huh. I, yeah. I gave that a seven. You Six. Yeah, six. Yeah. I don't know. It could be fun. Super disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it could have been something awful, like please stand by. (laughs) Yeah, it could have been. Um, But it wasn't. Thank goodness for that. Uh, Anyway, uh, make sure you like tune in next episode to get our thoughts on Winchester. Um, In the meantime, reach out to us if you want. Yeah. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us that we're right. Argue with us. Compliment us on anything. Uh, tell us about movies that you are enjoying or hating. If you just want someone to talk to. Uh, not so much that. Anyway, you can get a hold of us at... Film Prejudice on most social media things like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's, there you go. Don't look at me like that. It's pretty fucking easy. Like There's smart <clears throat> people out there. <laughs> They're going to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> just type in Film Prejudice to your computer. It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Also, this should be a pre-recorded thing. We yeah. shouldn't have to do this every fucking time. Uh, let's just get one really good take then. Uh, not right now. Uh, I'll do it later when I'm feeling Next better. episode, we record a really good take of this, and it's going to be the same from now on. But Jason says he's too sick to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is that 
I know that something's going to be wrong with him next week. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. But we'll not cross that bridge when we come to it. Dead son more can't believe you just let that slide <laughs> <laughs> court is adjourned